I just made that name up. <laughs> lovely to be with you again today. And I am here today with my lovely, loving, and loved NJ. Hi, everyone. So, what are you up to today? What are we up to today? So, <coughs> we opened the year talking about uh, new beginnings and talking about fasting. And we thought that it would be great today to talk about the next step. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we did uh, sort of look at how to start the year right last time, right? So it's only natural yes. to look at what we do next. Yeah. Perfect. So um, I thought that I will read uh, in Joshua chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Okay. So that was my inspiration for today's podcast. Great. I agree. Uh, very much feel the one, the, the Joshua one, uh, that passage. So yeah, off you go. Thank you very much. Thank you, Coco. So I'm reading from New International, the New International Version, Joshua chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. This is God um, speaking. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Mm. Okay. Wow. Do you want to comment on that or let you speak? I'm really feeling this verse. <laughs> So I, I wanted to give some context about um, how exploring this topic together came about. Okay. So the idea, and just so a quick recap from the first episode. So, you know, starting the year, uh, oftentimes we like to set directions for ourselves. So what we shared last time was spending time in God's presence, seeking his face and, and figuring out um, his plans for this year for us. Yeah. And so once that is done and once we have a clear directions and goals in mind, so what do we do next? So we have, there is this one step, next step that we need to take, all of us, right? Mm. So for me, I wanted to explore what that means and, and how to go about that. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways, I, I went to the book of Joshua because um, it's one of the stories in the Bible where God is giving clear instructions to his people and to those who trust him. Yes. And on that note, I want to read um, Psalm 32 and verse 8. And today I'm reading from the New International Version. So I have like a, mm. a Bible in, in paperback. Okay. So it's Psalm 32, verse 8, and it's a Psalm of David. So it says, it's God speaking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you 
with my loving eye on you. Okay. So my point is, and what I understand from that is that, again, in everywhere we go, in all the things that we do, uh, God is with us. He promised in the Bible, he's um, first over 360 times, I think someone counted, um, Jenny Erickson, and she, uh, in the book she wrote, she said that, um, you know, she was bedridden and reading the Bible from beginning to end. She started counting how many times God says, do not fear. And she said she counted 366 times, meaning once for each day, including for bisextiles, bisextile years. Which is so like us now. This year is a leap yeah, year, right? Yeah. True. So every single day when we wake up, we can remember that God is telling us, do not fear. So whatever your day is about, whatever you're looking at this year, whatever challenges are ahead, whatever task that you need, um, task you need to accomplish and you feel are really big, God is saying, do not fear. And then secondly, um, standing on, on Psalm 32 and verse 8, he's telling us and reassuring us and telling us, I will tell you which way to go. Like, if you need counsel, I'll be there. Mm. If you're looking for um, advice, if you need more wisdom, I'll be there. I'll give you all the wisdom we need, you need. He says it in the book of um, the letter of James, again, in the New Testament. Mm. Whoever likes wisdom, you know, um, shall ask God and God will give it um, to him. He's generous in, in giving it. He does not hold back. Um, but then also going back to Joshua, verse one, um, chapter one and verse nine, have I not commanded you? So God is speaking to our soul here, not just to us, but speaking to our heart and asking our heart, listen to my, my word, listen to my voice. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This verse particularly speaks to me because I think that, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, we're going to be in situations where you have everything planned out, and then at the last minute, something is not going according to plan. Uh, there is something out of place. There is something that, you know, you need to take on yourself or whatever the case may be. But God here is saying, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, verse 10, Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provision ready. Mm. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord God is giving you for your own. The first thing I see is that Joshua was not alone. He had officers. Um, yes, he was leading a whole population into a new land, but he was not doing it alone. The first thing I've noticed is that first he sought God's counsel. He didn't like sit down, take a piece of paper and stand just counting on his own strength and reasoning, started mapping out the plan. Um, he was working with God, collaborating with God, sought God's counsel first. And then with what he received, what he knew had been validated by his creator and savior. He went to the officers and then he was able to give them instructions. And so what I'm seeing here is teamwork. That's one thing. And then secondly, when he says in verse 11, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provision ready, provisions ready. Um, I am, um, I'm thinking in French right now. I am um, stricken by the, 
the provision part also. It's like you're embarking on a journey. So whatever it is that you, you're getting ready to do, make sure that you have all that you need um, for that task. And so three days from now, you'll cross the Jordan. Again, this is very specific. There is a timeline attached to it. Cross the Jordan is again crossing a river, going from one side to the other, going from one situation to the other, and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. So in take possession, my understanding again is, um, I want to say be ready for a fight. Yeah. Because possession doesn't mean you're going to go and it will be given to you and that's all you're going to have to do just show up absolutely it's a reminder for me that in our christian life in our work with with christ and then simply just in our work in this world we always also need to be ready for a fight we need to be ready to stay strong we need to be ready to be mentally strong fight mentally to not you know either lose our sanity um get mad when people are provoking us etc etc you can you know you have a list of situations of your own i'm sure so this is what i'm going to share for now coco i'm very curious to hear from you well honestly thank you so much for everything you shared um let me go back on do not fear 366 times on the leap here so Mm -hmm. uh, i agree 100 with everything you said um and also it reminds me well if the lord tells us do not it means it's likely that we are going to be tempted to. Yes. It's likely that our circumstances will speak to us not according to the truth that is being released to us or has been released to us through prophecy, through word of knowledge, through dreams, through visions, through a conviction in in our heart of what God is planning for the year ahead, right? That we'll have voices trying to tell us the opposite, you know? You will Mm -hmm. fail. Who do you think you are? This has never been done before, things like that. Um, So... We know that the primary weapon that we have is to stand on God's word. If God says, do not fear, who am I going to listen to? And that ties into the book of Joshua, which is all about acting on what the, uh, those few spies uh, said about the land that is good, you know, that is ready to be conquered, etc. Versus what the other spies said, or that, oh, there are giants, etc. Do, do you see what I'm get- where I'm getting at? So it's, yes. it's a, a warning. So that when, when the negative reports come, or even the ne- negative, uh, is ne- not just reports or impressions, it can be actual negative factors, real genuine factors, like uh, suddenly not having money or uh, something we thought was going to come not coming or whatever. When those things happen, we can choose to stand on God's word and not to fear. Mm. That really stuck, stuck with me. Um, that really stuck with me. Fear is uh, one of the most potent weapons of intimidation that the enemy uses. Half the time, that's enough to stop Christians from doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, so I'm not minimizing it in any way. Yeah, I'm not minimizing it in any way. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. But I'm saying if we are aware, and we are aware because the Bible says do not fear 366 times, that means we already forewarned. That means, and I'm repeating myself so we understand it, we know what's coming. Amen. That means we know that the enemy is the king of smoke and mirrors. It doesn't mean he can't touch us. I'm not minimizing the, the power of the enemy. I've been at the receiving end of his attacks, I know exactly what how powerful the enemy is, but I know who is the most powerful, and that's God. Mm. And I know that if we submit to his leadership and we, we and we are protected, we don't come out of his protection by repeatedly disobeying or things like that. Well, we're covered. We have no need to fear, not because there's anything in us, but because of the name of Jesus. 
We have no need to fear because of the blood of Jesus. We have no need to fear because God promises to protect us. Because when we go back to what you read, what comes after do not fear? Do you remember? Or do you want to look look back at one of those do not fears? Uh, there is do not be discouraged. Yes. Then one after what does the Lord promise? Then he said, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Exactly. And if you go back in that Joshua 1 to back to verse 7, it says, be strong, six, six, verse 6 and 7, be strong and of good courage, for you shall. Then verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do all, according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded. You do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. And there comes the promise that you may prosper wherever you go. How do we do that? Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do everything according to all that is written in it. So uh, that was the New King James Version. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good successes. In case we didn't understand verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So it's clear here that if we obey, and how do we obey by meditating his law day and night? That will empower us to observe everything he's told us to do. And we will be prosperous and we will have good successes. Does that make sense? It does to me. It's incredible to me too. It's only one of the hardest things to do, but it's also the best thing to do. It's actually the only thing to do. Mm. And we need to arm ourselves. And in verse 11, well, when it says um, to prepare provisions, to get provisions ready for three days, it talks to me about not waiting for the moment when we have to do something to start the preparation. The preparation starts before. Mm. We have to be equipped. So in this in this case of a journey, <coughs> there was water, food, you know, whatever they needed. Probably fodder for uh, the, the, the cattle, you know, um, whatever it is, you know. To prepare ourselves before the event, not wait for when we're standing in front of the obstacles to say, oh, hang on a minute, I didn't bring what I needed. And it brings to, to mind the parable of the, the virgins who were waiting for the bridegroom and the wise ones who had enough oil so that they could wait and their lamps didn't run out of oil. So there's two things there. There's the battlefield in our minds where the enemy is going to try, to try to attack us and the preparation of the oil, which is the Holy Spirit, and always staying immersed in the word of God in our minds, always meditating and thinking on the things, the good things, the treasures that he, have in his, he has in his word for us so that when obstacles or fear or whatever come uh, before us we are ready so in terms of next steps to, to link with what you started on is i would ask the question are you ready for the journey and i'm talking to our, our listeners as well as to myself and you my dear uh, sister nj are you are we ready for the journey ahead do we have enough oil do we have the provisions whatever we need, the artifacts, the materials that God has put on our heart to prepare so that when we get to the point where we're crossing that threshold, that boundary, we are ready to sustain ourselves. We are ready for victory. Are we immersed in the word? Are we meditating on his law? So for me, the next steps, uh, uh, the foundation of the next steps, the starting point is to make sure we have the provisions that God has told us to have and that we are being fed spiritually the way we should be in order for our journey to be successful. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I am still digesting <laughs> all that information. Oh, um, wow. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. 
this is this is Holy Spirit because yeah, it's it's just it's just so obvious, but it's also so powerful, isn't it? It is. It really is. Yeah. Oh wow. You see, you can hear that I'm speechless, guys. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Ah, God, you're so good. So I I, I think you had another verse to share with us, uh, NJ. Yes. Um. So the second verse I I had in my heart to share was still in the book of Joshua. This time, chapter six. Yes. And um, I'm gonna start reading um with verse one. Okay. And this is because from my experience. Yes. So when we pray, God promises to answer. Amen. But by that, I also want to point out that sometimes his silences are also answers. Amen. Especially if he's already um, spoken to you before mm-hmm. regarding what you're praying about. And he said something. So sometimes he's not going to repeat himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I wanted us to look at Jericho because um, we talk about how God tells us that he will tell us which direction to go and what to do mm-hmm. and when uh, before this recording Coco and I were, were talking and just reflecting on the fact that sometimes God will ask you, us to to do things, he will ask us to take specific steps mm-hmm. we might not understand right away, you know, in terms of he's asking something so specific and maybe out of the blue and uh, so unusual mm. that you know two things can happen you can just stay there and scratch your head because you're like what in the world like why and then how and then mm. why you doing this and then what are people going to think mm. you know things can go through our mind mm. you can react like that or you can just get up and say what he's he's um, asking you to do mm. and i'm bringing that up because i've been in situations where Either I'm having a conversation with someone and clearly God is putting on my heart to say something very specific to that person. Mm. And or to, you know, uh, I will be doing something and then right in the middle of my what I'm doing, God will say, pick up your phone and call this person. Yeah. Or he will say, buy this and offer it to this person. Mm. Or he will say, um, make a gift of whatever that gift is yes. to that person, etc. Or sometimes he'll wake you up in the middle of the night and specifically you will know that he's asking you to pray for someone. Yes. I've been in situations where every single time that happened, it turned out that the person at the receiving end needed something. Uh, the time where he woke me up in the middle of the night to pray, someone just avoided an accident. Wow. Uh, things like that. Or, um, and then other times it's something just very personal in terms of I'm working on a project or I am looking at a problem that I don't know how to solve. And then God is speaking and I'm scratching my head because I want to say, God, are you sure? Because I don't know if <laughs> I, should, I should be doing this or, or telling that people that person what you just said anyway so let's read um joshua chapter six starting at verse one okay so um now the gates of jericho were securely barred from because of the israelites no one went out and no one came in then the lord said to joshua see i have delivered jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Mm. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. Mm. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, 
have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Mm. And this is where I'm stopping. It's verse um, five. Okay, great. And the, what follows is basically Joshua doing word for word, absolutely what um, God said to do. He's giving the instructions to the priest. He's giving the instructions to the armed men. And they just follow the steps. And mm. yes. So, Coco. Yes. What do you... Sorry, what your question? I didn't hear the, okay. the question. Sorry. Yeah, what do you think? Well, uh, apart from the fact that every time uh, I hear a passage that I already know read, it seems suddenly to contain all these new treasures. <laughs> the <laughs> word of God is endlessly renewing itself. Um, uh, I think it's extraordinary. You, you know what stood out the most in what you read? The use, yeah, tell me. The use of the past tense, where mm. the, sense that the Lord says he has given Jericho into their hands. I mean, <laughs> isn't that incredible? It is. This is the God who calls the things that are not yet as if they... Uh, uh, he did not, not as if, let me rephrase, rephrase that. This is the Lord who calls the things that are not yet into being. And he calls mm. us to be the same, to declare the things that we want to see happen in alignment with his will, of course. We're not talking about magic here, yeah? We're talking about knowing what God says and standing on it and declaring it and decreeing it and coming into agreement with God, God, what God has already done. Because God is eternal. He's not chronological. He's not, mm. he's not time bound like us. Actually, we are not time bound either. We will talk about that another time. <laughs> but yeah, he speaks things that are in the human future, but, but, but they already are. They already are because in the heavenly realms or in the in the heavenly dimension, there's no chronological order. They are or they are not. And these things are because God has spoken them. What his mouth speaks, his hand accomplishes. I have given Jericho into your hands, says the New King James Version. I have given you Jericho in the New Living Translation. I can't remember how, how the NIV was, but it's the same thing. He's speaking in the past tense. So Jericho already is under uh, his people's authority and it's the same with the promises God makes us by the time we receive the promise it's already effective <laughs> mm. sometimes the, the trickling down in, in, the, in the physical realm takes a bit of time for various reasons one of them can be that the enemy is, has sent um, uh, his, his uh, unholy impure evil armies to fight like what happened with Daniel where Daniel started fasting and, and, and then the angel told him from the day you prayed, you heard, and you heard, God had already granted it, um, whatever Daniel was asking for, but it took a while to trickle down. Yeah, so sometimes that yeah. can be the obstacle. Sometimes it's because the physical manifestation, the date at which it needs to manifest on earth, has also already been preordained by God, mm. and maybe it hasn't arrived. We can confidently come to His throne and say, "Abba, what's the hold up?" You know, but panic is not the answer. Doubting is not the answer. Deciding not to do what he said is not the answer, and fear is definitely not the answer. So that past tense is what stood up, stood out the most uh, for me in what you said. Wow. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. I, I just enjoy the way um, our conversations go because we will be reading the same passage and then we receive. Um, different things which in the end I think are complementary. Yes. Yeah. So what's uh, amazing to me is um, um, everything <laughs> in this page is amazing. So we, the first verse when uh, it says 
Okay, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israel Israelites. So the first thing that is impressed on my heart is the fact that when God has set something aside for you, it is set aside. Like if God has set something aside oh, for you, no one is going to touch yes, it. Yes, Lord, come on, yes. No one is coming in, no one is coming mm. out. That's the next verse. No one went out and no one came mm. in. So there is another verse in the Bible that says, when God opens a door, no one else can close Amen. it. When he closes the door, no one can open mm -hmm. it. So again, uh, if God has made a promise to you, oh. uh, if you know there is a blessing for you that is there, don't be afraid of losing it. Trust God with it. If God has given you something, trust him Amen. to make sure you receive it. Amen. But again, let's listen to his voice. Let's not be afraid. Let's not give in to fear. Let's not, you know, let's also stick with him and be faithful. Amen. And then he says, yes, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. I mean, it's like he's given you everything. Incredible. It's incredible. Any, he's telling us, whatever challenge is ahead of you right now, I have already taken care of Amen. it. Amen. And again, this is not me making up something, you know, about Christianity, about what our faith in Christ means, because we we know what the Bible says. The moment Jesus died on the cross for us, mm. he basically gave us victory over every everything that, that we're going to um, encounter in our lives. What he's asking us is believe my word. We need to have faith. Faith without, you know, the acts uh, is there. That's what the Bible says. But we need to have faith. Yes. We need to, to trust him. And we need to, by having faith, not just believing, but our actions also need to, to show that we have faith. Mm -hmm. And here I'm going to read um, Romans 8, um, starting at verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? Mm -hmm. If God is for us, who can be against us? Can you please read that again? Honestly. Yes. <laughs> So Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against mm. us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ, Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Mm. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger mm. or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we have faced, we faced death all day long. Mm. We are as sheep to be slaughtered verse 37 no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. 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 So, message because I was saying earlier, once again, that when God has set aside something for us, mm. 
he's he's keeping it for us we need to have faith we need to believe his word yeah. when he says i've given you this he means amen it. and here we just read like I, i just wanted to demonstrate i am not making this up i'm just standing again on his yeah. word so he's saying here if i'm on your side who can stand against amen. you amen nothing can separate you from the love that i have for you mm. there is nothing on earth there is nothing in heaven that can separate us from the love that god has from us and that he has manifested in jesus amen once again the encouragement here for me and my take is no matter the challenge ahead remember you're not alone amen. but god is on your side amen. remember do not fear amen. remember be strong amen. and courageous. courageous and the last thing with this next step follow his instruction amen. so here he said march around the city once with all the armed men yeah. now what does that mean for our, our life like christian in the 21st century mm. what i understand here is the city was really um the city at that time jericho symbolized something threatening to israel yes it you know the king was not friendly toward israel the armed men were not friendly toward israel and everything um whatever strong tower in your heart or again like in your life is standing in the way between um you and the goal you're trying to accomplish what god is saying is march around it with all the armed men the armed men for me um from what i also read before god is on our side yeah. he's fighting our battles he says it again in exodus so basically my understanding is whatever challenge you're looking at come to me with it marching around around it means praying about it yes. it's like circling it in prayers yes. and do this for six days mm. so my understanding of god likes symbols yes. and numbers in the bible are often symbolic yes. so the way those six days speak to me is that god created the earth in six days okay so my point is the six when i'm looking at it in this context is the creation is the building up mm. so the way i take it for me personally is again whatever challenge whatever next step you need to take but you're looking at these challenges pray about it and take the time you need to pray about it because while you're praying something is being created and 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 put into action yeah on the seventh days god rested meaning that in six days god did everything he needed to do so i'm not saying here that you're going to need to pray for six days specifically when you pray god will tell in your heart we're done with it when you pray and also just jesus said ask and you shall receive whatever you ask in my name if you keep my commands amen answer you will see it happen mm. so again we also it's honest to have faith that when we've prayed about something god heard us some other times he's going to keep pressing on our heart like keep praying keep praying uh daniel fasted for 21 days and he kept fasting until he received the answer from the lord so god will ask that of us also at times yeah. on the seventh day here in joshua yes. as on the seventh day um take seven priests mm -hmm. so again priests were the ones praying god um on behalf of the people and for the people on the seventh day march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets mm -hmm. and you know at that sound at the sound of the trumpet the wall of the city will collapse and and to me also this is amazing so six days the build up the taking care of what needs prayer yeah. seven days marching around blowing the trumpet to miss creams of the shadow of victory yeah. as well mm. 
And God again reminding us, like, if you trust me, if you know I'm with you, open your mouth and just say it. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth and thank thank me right now. Mm-hmm. And this is also a step of faith. Because sometimes we're thanking God because we have the assurance in our yes. hearts. Or we see with our own Amen. eyes. So sometimes you can be in the midst of um, financial hardship. Yeah. Um, sorrow because you just lost someone close to yeah. you. And you're opening on your mouth and you're saying, Father, I thank you because I know you love Amen. me. And I know you love that person. Amen. I thank you because even though I'm not feeling it, even though my eyes see something that's very distressing, yes. I know that you are with me right yeah. now. I know that you're in the midst of this situation and I know you're doing something about it and you're going to give me the wisdom I need. You're going to give me the strength I need. You're going to give me, uh, show me how to access the resources that I need. <laughs> For me, this is also blowing the trumpet. Yeah. On day. yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think there's no better way to conclude than what you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dear listeners, we bless you in the name of the Lord. As we always say, Please share any feedback you have with us on these things. Uh, And yeah, let's all believe what the Lord says over everything we see with our eyes or feel with our senses. And uh, Sister NJ, if you want to briefly pray or say a last word, that would be amazing. Thank you. Thank you, sis. I am going to pray briefly. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you so much for your presence, for your love, for your word. I pray that you always help us understand it. I pray that you bless us as this week is starting. I pray that you bless everyone uh, listening to this podcast. God, you know our lives, you know our circumstances. Um, We pray and I pray for your guidance. I pray that you forgive us our sins. Mm -hmm. I pray that you help us to be the best person that we can be today and the day after and the day after. Mm -hmm. That you help us love everyone surrounding us. And that you help us be a light, a testimony of the love you have for for humanity. Mm. Uh, God, I thank you for the victory we already have in you according to what you read in the Bible. And we glorify him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much, NJ, for sharing all this wonderful stuff. Until, uh, when are we next doing an English one? Two weeks time and French next week. Yeah? Thank you so much, Coco. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. Have a blessed day and until next time. Bye. Bye.